Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babies in their diapers, welcome to the Tiberia Show with your host, Tiberius Boy! That's me, Tiberius! Welcome to the Tiberius Show today, and I'm your host, Tiberius Boy! And as always, we are looking at various jobs and how they affect the world around us. Today's is going to be very interesting. We're going to talk to a microgreen entrepreneur. Do you have any idea what a microgreen is? Well, neither do I. Let's find out. Let me let me introduce our next guest, the one, the only, the amazing Connor Evil. Thank you for having me on your show. I am super excited to be here. No problem. And Connor is the owner of Amelia Island Microgreens. Well, thank you for being on the show. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Okay. So, you were listed as the founder of Amelia Island Microgreens. For Melissa, I have no idea what exactly are microgreens. Well, you're in for a treat. Microgreens are the stage just after a sprout, and they're at the most nutrient-dense stage in the life cycle of a plant. Microgreens take seven days to grow, and they are super easy to grow. It's as simple as lifting up a tray and putting some water in and putting it back down. Wow. So, are those like tiny plants, basically? They are, yes. Wow. So, how'd you get the idea of creating this company, and how long did it take to build it? I've been growing microgreens since I was seven years old. Um, I've had a lot of health challenges through my life, and I ended up going on a gut repair diet um, because for six years or for six for six months I couldn't wear clothes, and so um, I could eat some fruits, some meats, and some vegetables. During that time, I found microgreens, and they changed my life. Um, and I got inspired to teach people how to grow their own food because of how much it, of a difference it made for me. And they take, or, yeah. Well, how did you learn about microgreens? Like, was it from your doctor? It was not, actually. We went to a vendor fair, and um, we were just looking around, and we saw microgreens, uh, and we learned how to grow microgreens. And I wanted to share my knowledge with other people. So when COVID hit in 2020, and people were getting concerned about the food crisis, um, I got concerned, and I knew other people were concerned, too. So my mission was to educate and empower people to grow their own microgreens. Nice. So how'd you go from learning to grow them to turning into a real business? Ooh, I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, from the first moment I tried Monopoly, uh, I completely beat my parents when I was seven. Or no, I, w I was five at the time, and I just I beat my, my parents at Monopoly, and I was just super excited about that. And from then on, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Nice. So when did you know that this was the job for you? As soon as I realized how much of a difference it can make for other people and to be able to share something that's so important to you, to give that to someone else, it is really amazing. So kind of tell me how does it work? Like how long does it take before you have real food to eat? That is a great question. It takes around seven to 10 days for most microgreens. We do have some that are for more experienced growers, which take a little longer. Um, and so, yeah. Wow. So are microgreens enough to fill you up or do you need some other food as well? Microgreens are not meant to be a replacement for your fruits and vegetables. Still eat those, but they are meant to enhance that because they have, they're the highest nutrient dense, they're at the highest nutrient dense stage in the life cycle of a plant. Wow. So would this be good for like 
proper people that want to have food just in case of disaster? Of course it would be. Because most gardens, it takes a long time to grow them. This way you have food right at your fingertips in as little as seven days. And even if all you do is you buy it and you put it on your shelf, at least you have that in case something does happen. Knock on wood, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Well, what are the different types of microgreens that one can grow? You can grow all sorts of stuff. As long as the stems aren't poisonous, then you can turn that into a microgreen. So you can grow stuff like mint, radish, wasabi mustard, uh, peas even. Like there's just, it's an endless possibility and you can get so creative with it too. It's a really amazing art form. Wow. Well, do they taste any good? In fact, they do. In fact, I have some uh, samples for you to try. Wow. So we have like a tortilla chip that has some guacamole, right? Guacamole with amaranth microgreens. Yeah, which is really cool. Let's taste it. Wow. That is really tasty. Oh, yeah. And today we also brought some pea microgreens, and here's some of our amaranth. Yeah. Wow. These were all planted seven days ago and ready to eat. Wow. So why are microgreens so good for you? Because you're, you're eating it at such a young stage. It's like when you imagine a chicken and an egg. The egg has more nutrient density than a chicken would be. So you're eating it right when it's just about to start taking up nutrients from other places like the sun or the soil. And so it's just at that nutrient pack stage. Nice. So now here seems like a great time to take a quick commercial break. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. The Tiberia Show would like to thank one of their dedicated sponsors, Custom Designs Orlando. These guys are on Mills Avenue and do all sorts of stuff, ranging from photo ID badges, engraved signs, custom braille ADA signs, vinyl lettering to trophies and awards. The cool part about Custom Designs is they can ship products all over the United States. You can reach them at 407-898-0373 and tell them that Tiberius sent you. And we are back here talking with Connor Hebel. Connor started a business growing microgreens. So, Connor, we now know what microgreens are and that they're good for you. Well, how did you get business out of it? The first thing was coming up with the idea. For a while, it's just like, how, how do you, what part? When I started growing, I ended up going through the same cycles that most microgreens go through, which is growing and selling microgreens. But I went back to my mission statement, which is, um, we are on a mission to educate and empower people to grow their own nutrient-rich, delicious, and economical food. And when I looked at that and what we were doing, I started to realize that we weren't fitting our mission. So it really came down to focusing on what our goals are and seeing how we can really benefit the world the best. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, do you sell kits to get started? Like, can you tell me about the different ones? We do. We have a nice variety of kits for all sorts of growers. So our standard and deluxe are for people wanting to grow for themselves. And um, it's a really simple kit to get started. It takes minimal effort to do. And then we have one for kids. It's our superhero kit. It's also great for small boats and RVs. We also have some for pets, for all those pet lovers out there. We have Meow Greens, which is cat grass. And then we have one called Jurassic Greens, which is a mix of uh, vegetables that uh, reptiles, omnivorous reptiles really need in their diets. Wow. Well, 
Can anyone grow microgreens, or do you have to be good at gardening? I like to say you may not have a green thumb, but you have a microgreen thumb because it is super easy to grow. Um, and because it's so quick, you don't have to worry. You have that um, instant gratification, so you don't have that like, oh, no, this is going to take so long and there's going to be all these weeds and all these bugs and the weather's not going to be right that's all controlled so you are in perfect control and it is so easy mm -hmm. now once you eat the greens can you keep growing from the seeds or what do you do with them so once you cut the microgreens they do they don't regrow but what we like to do is we'll take them out to our garden and kind of spread them out. And then we'll have some uh, crops that start popping up that are going to go into a mature plant. You can also compost them. And if you have chickens, chickens love the roots. Um, and so that's the way that we try and go about that. Unfortunately, you can't reuse them or the soil because the soil will have um, any kind of bacteria or stuff that comes from um, growing them. And you want to keep that as sterile as you can. Ah, Okay, so if you can't reuse the seeds, does that mean you have to keep buying them every week? It does. Um, and we have a few subscriptions. We're in the process of really um, becoming a group that helps uh, our customers as much as we can, where we'll start rolling out um, Zooms and we'll have a vault of all the important things you need to know about growing microgreens. So right now we have... Our prices range between $30 to $60 for a month of seeds, which is four growings of microgreens. Wow. Well, can microgreens ever go bad or not grow correctly? They can. Uh, and it's one of those things, it, it's a trial and error. Um, you can have mold, which is one of our most common challenges, especially here in Florida. We used to live in Nevada where it was very dry, and so we didn't have to worry about the humidity as bad. Um, whereas here... The weather is not as forgiving. Um, and so we, we learn, um, we've learned that uh, having a double tray where you um, have the tray um, that you put the microgreens on and then one below it so you lift it up and pour the water underneath really helps make it so that you don't have to worry about that mold. Wow. So do you have to grow the microgreens outside? Like do they need sunlight? Some people like growing microgreens outside. The biggest challenge with that is that when the sun beats down on them, they can shrivel up very quickly. We prefer growing them indoors near a window. That way they still get the sunlight, but they don't. you don't have to worry about them shriveling up or not getting enough water from the sun absorbing all that water or evaporating it all. Mm -hmm. So why has this product been so much of a passion for you? Um, it's one of those things that... When you're not really feeling well, you don't want to have this big project and this big endeavor you do, but you do want to have something to keep you entertained. And it's one of those things that you don't have to have a lot of energy to be able to do, and you get the most delicious outcome with it. Nice. So you, now you've been interviewed on TV and featured in a lot of magazines. Well, what was that one interview that you enjoyed the most? My favorite interview I enjoyed the most has to be with Entrepreneur. And one of the things that I learned during that is I ended up talking with a friend who just like really brought me joy right before I got on. And because I talked to that friend, I just felt so full and so happy. And being able to have the like go into it with that sense of joy really helps. Mm -hmm. Having those friends makes all the difference. That is true. So, has this been a good business to be in? Ooh, that's a difficult question. It's one of my passions, so it's a very good business for me. 
one of the things that we've noticed is that a lot of people don't know what microgreens are. And so it's a lot of educating. We actually had uh, one time we went to a vendor fair and the person next to us was selling wreaths and we were selling our microgreens. And so we, we ended up talking at the end and she was like, you know, you have the hardest booth out of all the booths here. You know, I have my wreaths. People look at them. They like them. They don't like them. They walk away if they don't. When they come up to your booth, you have to educate them and then they can decide whether they want it or they don't. Mm-hmm. Well, now my dad and I are very allergic to manual labor. So is there a lot of work involved in growing microgreens? Not at all. Um, when you look at gardens and things like those, you have weeds that you have to pull and you have constant maintenance. For microgreens, you only put a cup, you just put a cup of water in each day and you just let it grow and do its thing so it's very simple nice so does it require a lot of training to be able to start your own business Hmm. you have to it's a lot of more on the spot learning stuff um, because a lot of the things that you need to know to start your own business you won't likely get at school there's a lot of learning how to be talk to people and how to have all sorts of hats of all sorts of jobs that if you were at a working at a store, you wouldn't have to worry about you because there's someone else doing those jobs. So you focus on yours. But with business, you have all of those jobs. So it becomes a lot. Yeah. So what's the hardest part about doing this type of work? Hmm. That fear of failure. That fear of like, what if this doesn't take off? Or what if like all those little negative things that your mind talks about, those, that is the hardest thing is getting past your mind and seeing what's happening, how you, much of a difference you're making. Wow. Well, what's the craziest thing that has happened while working with microgreens? Oh, so I just thought of one. Um, we were at a vendor fair and it was indoors and we were quickly set up. We got everything where it needed to be. And someone walks over and starts talking to us and they set, they ask if they can set their coffee on the table. And we're like, sure, that's fine. So we continue talking. They go to pick up a sample and try it. And the table falls. It, it's on a slant. Their coffee spills. Our coffee spills. Everything spills. And then he starts mopping the floor and we're like, you don't have to do that. Like, you just, just, it's okay. We've got it. And then like a few other people came over. He was the owner of that place. So it was like the worst person we could have even had that happen to. It was him. Mm -hmm. but he was so nice and he was like it's okay and he bought us a coffee and he was just like bad times happen we understand (laughs) so it turned out okay (laughs) nice okay so how does this doing this work make the world a better place right now a lot of our food it's been shipped weeks maybe months and it's been sprayed with all sorts of stuff i don't know if you know this but organic food is organically grown it isn't entirely organic because every state line they have to spray and then once they get into a store they spray it with pesticides and all of that stuff again so by having something that you're growing yourself you are in control of that and you're able to really take on as much nutrients and all that and so we've just seen so many amazing stories and I just love being able to 
just change the world the way that I can. Mm-hmm. So what is the first step every person should do if they want to grow some microgreens and learn to grow their own food? You really like those, don't you? I really do. Nice. And to answer your question, I've been growing microgreens for 10 years. And what I've noticed is highly important in microgreen growing. One of the challenges that I've noticed is the double tier double tier tray not having that will make you more le- susceptible to mold and when you start pouring in water if it starts to be you can see it above the soil that means you're probably going to have some mold there so try and make sure that depending upon your environment it's uh the right um water density if you're in a dry climate you'll need more water if you're in a more humid climate you'll need less water and the quality of your seeds is super important having good quality seeds will make it so that you don't have to worry about any kind of pathogens or anything that's bad in them um that was a scare for um people who are sprouting they were getting e. coli from their seeds because they weren't having pathogen tested and high quality seeds so it isn't extremely important and i can't stress that enough Um, the other thing is having a good light source. Even just ambient light near a window is perfect. But if they start to kind of like look, droop and look a little sad, it's usually either not enough water or not enough sunlight. Mm. Well, now I heard you that you're selling microgreens to local restaurants and markets. Well, can you tell me about that? Of course. Um, so we sell occasionally to some uh, restaurants and farmers markets. Um, and those are for the people who really just don't have the time. It's like just too stressful. And we, we, um, we grow the microgreens ourselves and then we take it over to them and they use it in their food. Nice. So what is that story of that one client that you will never forget? <laughs> we were at a vendor fair <laughs> and we were talking to some people and they were like really interested in it and we're and so they were gonna buy a kit and we we're like okay so which one would you like and they decided to get the $50 kit and so then out of the bag that they had they pulled out this bag of quarter or no yeah quarters and they paid $50 in quarters wow mm-hmm And the wife just looked like, oh my goodness, you're not doing this. Please don't do this. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, who can you say was the person that helped drive your passion the most? I think my parents, because they've really helped encourage me to be able to do this. I have a lot of social anxiety. And so being in front of people and really being able to talk to people has been one of my biggest challenges. And they've gently encouraged me to start getting out and being more uh, present and able to do more videos. The very first video I ever did, I ended where I was having a panic attack and crying. And now I can do videos and not have to be in fear. Nice. So what advice should you give to my listeners if they wanted to grow up and run their microgreens business? The most thing is, the most important thing is consistency. To be able to show up when you say you're going to show up and to, um, to really just believe in yourself. Because having that belief that you're, what you're doing matters makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the best advice that you've ever received? And who gave you that advice? Ooh. That it doesn't matter 
who what people think that you just need to keep going and keep with your passion and everyone around you once they start to see that vision it'll all align and it was one of my mentors and it's really stuck with me throughout mm-hmm. now what message do you want to tell children all over the world about doing the work that you do that you can do it and it may seem daunting at times but it is worth it well, on that note, let's do a quick break to pay some bills. Oak Ridge Gun Range is a family-oriented shooting range that has been in business for over 30 years. They specialize in basic firearm training and offer numerous services such as consignments, gun trades, gunsmithing, and concealed weapon classes. I even got my training for gun safety at Oak Ridge Gun Range. Great customer service and firearm safety is what they do best. So find out more at oakridgegunrange.com. So you want to make an ad for your company, right? Yeah, Tiberius, you want to help me? Okay, so what's the name of the company? PPWND. PP what? Professional Pressure Washing and Detailing. So you like clean driveways? Yeah, like that. We pressure wash commercial buildings and semi-truck and trailers. So how would someone get a hold of you? Uh, they can visit my site at ppwnd.com or call me at 407-900-7793. So why just tell them to call you at 407-900-7793 or visit ppwnd.com? Yeah, Tiberius, you got it. Cut, that's a wrap. Just use that. And we are back here with my green educator and business owner, Connor Hebel. Let's get into it. So, Connor, my dad said that you learned a lot about running your own business and doing this project. Well, can you tell my listeners some of the elements and pitfalls that you went through? Of course. One of our biggest challenges we've had in growing microgreens has been our sourcing of cocoa coir. Since we were grow or since we started in 2020 when shipping got a little funky for a while, uh, we ended up running out of our cocoa coir and that's our growing medium. So it's very important and we couldn't find it. We bought the last thousand from a couple stores and we had to talk to some people and really what we learned was that by collaborating with our community, we're able to really be able to be our strongest wow so you've learned to do product design and packaging well do you have to do your own marketing i do in fact i have a lot of hats and pretty much everything you think of when you have a business so i do my own marketing and i actually really like it so it's actually pretty good Mm -hmm. well are you gonna make an affiliate program soon we already have one and you can sign up um if you really like our product and tell other people about it it's a 20 percent affiliate program Wow. So what doors do you think this is open for you? Hmm. I think one of the main things is that I feel like I can talk to people a lot better. And so that opens a lot of doors just because you're able to be more more present with people. And um, I've also gotten really good at marketing. So I, I, get a, I, can, um, I have more opportunities there. Well, if you could go back 10 years and tell yourself something, what would it be? That it's everything's going to be okay and you are doing an amazing job. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, what was the biggest mistake you ever made and how did it change you as a person? You know, that's a great question. I've noticed that 
I've been really caring what other people say. And that's been one of the biggest challenges for me. Because when you don't have that approval, then you feel like I'm doing something wrong. And then you kind of shrink back and you just don't feel that same joy, that same spark that you had when you started. Yeah. So when you're not working, what do you do for fun? I love reading and journaling. I also love drawing and I'm just a very creative person. So I'll do all sorts of crafts. I also have a garden and I have about 30 tomatoes right now. It's, it's getting a little out of hand. <laughs> wow. So do you play video games? And if you do, what's your favorite one? I do. I play occasionally. I, um, my favorite would be Minecraft. There's just something about it that's really calming and you can do all, you can build all sorts of fun stuff in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what is your favorite book to read? My favorite book would be The Four Agreements. It's one that was the first that got me to the point where I realized now I see why people can read a book over and over again. It really talks about the how it really talks about the importance of believing in yourself and it has so many gems in it that you just can't read the first time. Yeah. Now, can you tell me that one story? You know, remember, this is a kid's show. But the one story, <laughs> well, that you're not supposed to tell me about. Come on. Mm. You can tell me. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I recently had a surgery, and I was so out of it from the medications that I created my own language, and it was like, beep, beep, beep. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't feel like it at the time. <laughs> Well, is there anything I should think my listeners should know about you? I can't think of anything at the time. Okay. Well, do you have a Facebook or website for my listeners to, to follow you? We do, yes. Um, We're on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok, and also YouTube. Amelia Island Micro Greens. And our website is AmeliaIslandMicroGreens.com. Mm-hmm. Well... What is that one question that you think I forgot to ask you? Hmm. Putting me on the spot here, huh? <laughs> um, what is my favorite type of microgreen? Well, what is your favorite type of microgreen? My favorite type of microgreen would be wasabi mustard because it's super spicy, but it has this dimension of flavor. And I love putting that one on tacos because it has that flavor, but it doesn't have the spice. It's the one that people ask us, how did you flavor it? But it's really just the microgreen itself and what God does to it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Connor, for being my special guest. Can you stick around for my afternoon? Of course I can, and thank you for having me. The Tribius Show would like to thank Boggy Creek Day Road Adventures for being one of our sponsors. I got to go on an airbelt and saw a real gator. I even got to go to the gem mine and mine for some gems. We ate a steak dinner at the restaurant and even got some gator rights. Have a blast with the entire family. I suggest you go to www.bcairboats.com right now. Get your tickets today. The website again is bcairboats.com. Tiberius's favorite subject it's Math Corners. And now it's time for Math Corners. 
Thank you so much, Connor, for helping me with Math Corners. Of course. Well, this week, we're going to do some more multi-step word problems. My dad is always good at finding new problems for me to solve. And today, we're going to talk about going to the movies. Ooh. So, a group of friends are going to the movies. Two children and four adults are going to the film. Child tickets cost $3 and adult tickets cost $6. How much will the film tickets cost in all? Well, first is a rural problem because we do know that people love to go to the movies. But usually, it costs a lot more than $3 and $6. So, to solve this issue, you first have to figure out how much each ticket will cost. So, child tickets are $3 and there's two children, so that's 6, so that's 2 times 3, which is $6. Well, that was easy. That's one half of it done. Now, we have to move to the adults. Well, they are twice as much. So if adult tickets are $6 and there's four adults, so four times six is 24. Now we just have to add the $6 from the kids and then get a grand total of $30 for the movie tickets. And of course, I believe they forgot about this tax and those kids are going to want snacks and drinks, but eh, who cares? <laughs> the popcorn always gets you in the end. <laughs> that is true. So, Connor, do you ever take your earnings from microgreens and go to the movies? Well, you know, that's actually quite interesting because we've been starting to realize that we've been like really focused on work and we don't have fun days. So we've started going every Tuesday. There's uh, like $5 movies. And so we'll go watch a movie and have like a little bit of fun. And that way we're not constantly focused on work. So maybe movie prices are $5. <laughs> well, either way, my teacher said that I would use math every day. How do you use math in your work? Math is very essential when you're growing microgreens because you need to make sure that you water every day and that you're watering the right way because sometimes it changes depending upon the days. And you also have taxes. You have all sorts of things that you wouldn't think have math that really have math. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Connor, for your help with Math Corners. Of course. Over 40 years, Lighthouse Central Florida has provided education, independent life skills, and job training to thousands of Central Floridians who live with blindness or any degree of vision loss. Whether it's picking out clothes in the morning or just moving around your community and serving Orange, Seminole, and Osceola counties, contact Lighthouse Central Florida at 407-898-2483 or visit them online at lighthousecfl.org. And now it's time for the heart of a lion. As you know, we talk about the qualities of living by the heart of a lion, which stands for leadership, integrity, obedience, and ability. This week, we're going to talk about obedience. For me, I think obedience is being fully committed and doing what is pleasing to God. The qualities of obedience are compliance with a good attitude and respect for the laws. You know when someone is obedient when they follow instructions willingly and thoroughly. So, you all know this is not my favorite virtue, and no one really wants to be told what to do. And, well, my dad is trying to teach me to do things for myself. So he has me working on lighting and setting up the cameras for my radio show. And he also works with me to lay out my scripts and recall items for Lion Strong, like this one. But sometimes, he wants me to do this stuff when I want to be doing something else, like, you know, playing video games. But... He says I have to do the work first, if I still want to have a show. See, now I want to have my show, by the way. And I know it, that if the tasks don't get done, then I won't have anything to talk to my guest about. So I try to get the tasks done first thing in the week so I can be free to play around and not worry about the work. And I do it with a smile on my face. Well, 
I know I'm doing the work to build my business and develop the skills to have a good future. So, Connor, did you see or use obedience at all this week? That is a great question, and I use it every day. In fact, it's one of those things that is incredibly important for someone to have, to be able to understand and follow the laws and also be obedient with yourself and do what you say that you're going to do. Because when you start saying, oh, I'll do this, and then you end up not doing it and not taking the time for yourself, then your mind starts to realize, oh, I don't need to take care of myself. And then that's just a slow regression into not feeling like you're worthy of being able to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, of all the heart of the lion virtues, which is the one that you see the most? I would say obedience, because when you look at a lot of business owners, they're making sure that they do what they're going to say they're going to do, and especially towards themselves. It's important for other people, but it's especially for yourself. And and it's just really important. Mm-hmm. Well, we should always try and be aligned strong in everything we do, shouldn't we? I agree, yes. The Tiberia Show would like to thank one of their dedicated sponsors, Custom Designs Orlando! These guys are on Mills Avenue and do all sorts of stuff, ranging from photo ID badges, engraved signs, custom braille ADA signs, vinyl lettering to trophies and awards. The cool part about Custom Designs is they can ship products all over the United States. You can reach them at 407-898-0373 and tell them that Tiberius sent you. The Tiberius Show would like to thank one of their dedicated sponsors, Custom Designs Orlando. These guys are on Mills Avenue and do all sorts of stuff, ranging from photo ID badges, engraved signs, custom braille ADA signs, vinyl lettering to trophies and awards. The cool part about Custom Designs is they can ship products all over the United States. You can reach them at 407-898-0373 and tell them that Tiberius sent you. And that's our show, folks. I want to thank the one, the only, the amazing Connor for being on my show. It has been so much talking to you today as we can learn a lot about microgreens and running your own business. Thank you so much for having me, and I enjoyed this. This was awesome. No problem. Do you mind giving your social media and website again? An Amelia, Amelia Island Microgreens on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, and YouTube, and AmeliaIslandMicrogreens.com. Nice. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as a Tiberia Show, and I would like to thank WWPR 1490 AM, KNT 98, Soul Radio 24-7, TV, and all the other stations that air on my show. Please just visit the Tiberia Show on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Connor, are you subscribed yet? Yes, I am. That's good. Oh, and be sure to leave a comment and tell me what you think of my latest episode. And be sure to listen to us next week on the Tiberius Show with your host, Tiberius Boy.